College Basketball Insider. Some news and notes from around the world of college basketball. In-studio correspondent for WFAN and CBS Sports Radio. Attention please to John Rothstein. Please report <laughs> to St. The Insider's Insider. Joining us now with his thoughts and a break it down, John Rothstein. It's College Hoops Today with John Rothstein. Let's put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner. John Rothstein here on the College Hoops Today podcast. Later in the show, I will be joined by Ohio State head coach Chris Holtman. Want to remind you to subscribe to the College Hoops Today podcast on Apple Podcasts. We want to be your Bible for the college basketball season and beyond. We are the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Also want to remind you to check out the College Hoops Today fan page on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a review. Let us know what you think of the product we're bringing to you 52 two weeks out of the calendar year and also send me your questions on twitter i'll get to them later in this podcast i'm at john rothstein that's john j-o-n and a reminder to find and listen to the college hoops today podcast on all the popular podcast platforms and i want to let you know that today's episode of the college hoops today podcast being sponsored by geico do you own or rent your home sure you do and i bet it can be hard work you know what's easy bundling policies with geico geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Now we've got you set for all your Geico needs. We dive into the big stories in college basketball. And first and most importantly, I want to send my prayers and my deepest thoughts to Keontae Johnson, the young man from Florida who collapsed in Saturday's game against Florida State, had to leave and be taken to a nearby Tallahassee hospital. We have learned from the school over the weekend that he is in critical but stable condition. So out of the gate, I want to make sure that I express those thoughts as my deepest prayers, our deepest prayers all go to Keontae Johnson and the Florida basketball family. On the court over the weekend, One thing that we saw was another storyline surrounding the University of Kentucky, and Kentucky fell to 1-4 with a loss at Rupp Arena to Notre Dame. Kentucky has shifted, as we talked about last week now, to Terrence Clark at the point guard position. And here's something I think that needs to be talked about that hasn't been getting a lot of attention. Kentucky overscheduled. Kentucky does not have a player right now in its rotation that was a part of its program last year. And I know that, you know, Kentucky is at some point going to get Keon Brooks back, and I know that'll help Kentucky. But at some point, when you have a situation like we all have this year, and you have a limited offseason, you have a different type of preseason, when you have a team, regardless of how talented they are, that hasn't played together, there's going to be bumps early. And you look at the schedule that was put together for Kentucky Richmond at home, the Atlantic 10 favorite. Kansas in the Champions Classic, a veteran Georgia Tech team in Atlanta, Notre Dame at Rupp Arena, UCLA in the CBS Sports Classic, a road game at Louisville. There's also going to be a game in January as part of the SEC Big 12 Challenge against Texas. It's an over-scheduling job by Kentucky considering their personnel. Kentucky would have to, in my opinion, play very well to beat both UCLA and Louisville over the next couple of weeks. And look, there were signs, obviously, of promise defensively for John Calipari's club in the second half, but I don't have any doubt that John Calipari is going to get this team better. 
I don't know, though, if John Calipari can get this team into a position where it's good enough to make the 2021 NCAA tournament. Let's shift from one blue blood to another. Duke canceled its final non-conference game last week against Gardner-Webb, so the Blue Devils won't play any more non-conference games. We're going to learn a lot about Duke on Wednesday at Notre Dame in its ACC opener, and I just went into the struggles that are going on with Kentucky, and I want to make this really clear. A lot of people from the periphery, We'll get into college basketball more if programs like Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas are all playing at a high level. But I've talked about this, and I've talked about it last week. I'm going to continue to talk about it. The show goes on in college basketball if Blue Bloods are not playing at a high level. And with the exception of Villanova, the teams in the sport that have won multiple national championships have major holes. And that opens the door for other programs like Missouri with Conzo Martin, who beat Illinois on Saturday night in Columbia. Conzo Martin has his best team since the 2014 Sweet 16 team at Tennessee. Like San Diego State that went to Arizona State last week and beat the Sun Devils by double figures. It feels like the year of the outlier in college basketball. Now, Ohio State is not an outlier. They're always obviously in the middle of everything that's happening in college basketball. But the Buckeyes are a little banged up. And the Buckeyes got a really big week. They're going to open up Big Ten play. They're also going to play North Carolina Saturday in the CBS Sports Classic. What is the state of the Ohio State Buckeyes from a basketball perspective? We're going to find out when the head coach of the Buckeyes, Chris Holtman, joins the College Hoops Day podcast with John Rothstein coming up next. Ohio State has a massive week. They will open up Big Ten play, and they will also play as part of the CBS Sports Classic against North Carolina on Saturday in Cleveland. And the head coach of Ohio State is Chris Holtman. He now joins the College Hoops Day podcast with John Rothstein. And, Coach, I know that you had to tweak your lineup in Sunday's game against Cleveland State because you were playing without EJ Liddell, who's sidelined due to illness. What were your takeaways for your game from the game on Sunday? You know, John, I think overall it's just, you know, we, we, we've got to play better, uh, but give give them credit. I thought they really played uh, played hard and played well. We just have to play better. I think uh, we do have to figure some things out here with EJ uh, being out. You know, he was obviously an important part of our lineup, but uh, especially this year, things like that are, are going to be a part of everybody's year. So we got to figure some things out here uh, moving forward. As you mentioned, the competition here uh, really is, takes a step up uh, this week for sure. You know, you mentioned, obviously, EJ Liddell, who I thought had an unbelievable performance earlier last week in a win that you had over Notre Dame. Is there any update or any timetable on his status moving forward as you obviously step up a weight class this week? Yeah, John, you know, I think it's still still kind of day-to-day. I think as he gets uh, to feeling better and and just overall, you know, less fatigue, I I think uh, it's kind of day-to-day. you know, I, I'm hopeful that uh, he's making good progress. I think he is getting making great progress. It's, I know it's disappointing for him that uh, he's not able to play um, this this you know at least uh, here moving forward in the short excuse me in the short term. But we'll see. I, I think it's going to be kind of a, a day-to-day situation with him here, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. 
you know, Pat Riley said years ago that injury is opportunity and you're going to need obviously somebody or multiple players to adapt that type of mindset with what you have coming up this week. You know, Chris, I remember when you left Butler to go to Ohio State and we were talking, I think, after your press conference, you said how excited you were to be a part of, you know, a conference like the Big Ten and, you know, to be the coach at Ohio State. Would you say excitement is one of the feelings that you have describing this year's Big Ten or is it something different? Yeah, you're using my words against me, aren't you? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Strike that from the record. Strike those comments from the record, John. Uh, as I reflect back here, uh, three plus years later. Listen, I, I, I do. I've got g- tremendous respect uh, uh, for the history of this league, and obviously, uh, Butler's in a great league at, at, with, with the Big East. Uh, but I think this league has proven its depth. Um, you know, I've said over and over when you have Hall of Famers like Tom Izzo and I think uh, a guy who could certainly be a Hall of Famer and Matt Painter who say it's the best they've ever seen the Big Ten and it's not even close, you know, that's that's a startling comment from guys yeah. like that who, who, have, who have been a part of this league and done it so well for so long. Um, and you reflect back, uh, I think the highest number of bids we got was two years ago when we got eight. Well, last year we were going to get ten. Yep. Um, and this year, uh, as I believe you've mentioned, uh, I think this year's a, what you have this year that makes it a little bit unique is you have as great a depth as as we've ever had, and you also have legitimate Final Four national contending teams, uh, which I think makes it uh, a, an extremely special and unique year. Well, you've been in a lot of great leagues, obviously, as a head coach. You were in the Big East, you know, and they obviously had, you know, a number of teams that, you know, were always at the top of the polls. You know, Villanova won a national championship in 2016 and 2018. But when you look at the Big Ten versus other leagues that you've dealt with in your coaching career, is the capabilities of the team teams at the bottom of this conference what separates it this season? I think so, because I don't even know how you, you figure out who who's at the bottom, right? I, it's hard to figure that out. I think obviously time will tell, but, but I, you know, you can prognosticate, I guess, but uh, I think, I think the, 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 whatever the middle and the bottom is, is, is what makes it so much of a grind. Uh, whatever that is, whatever team shuffle in that, it's what makes it such an incredible grind. So uh, I think it's going to depend on uh, kind of which teams stay stay healthy and which teams progress and grow as the year goes on. But uh, like I said, the combination of overall depth and legit uh, Final Four National Championship teams, uh, I believe, make this it's certainly the best league I've ever been a part of. Um, and I think it's, it's no disrespect to any other league. It's just the best best league I've ever been a part of. Ohio State head coach Chris Holtman joined the College of Today podcast with John Rothstein. You know, this year in particular, one of the keys for every team in college basketball is obviously staying healthy. But aside from that, when you look at, you know, the capabilities of the team that you're coaching, other than getting healthy, what are the biggest keys for Ohio State to being a team that obviously can flourish in the Big Ten and nationally this season? You know, I think overall we got to get uh, we've got to get we've got to grow our bench. I think we've got to get more production uh, from more guys. Um, uh, you know, I felt this, our, our good players 
have to really play well for us to to to, to win in this league. So uh, guys certainly like our, our best players, uh, E.J. Liddell, Justice Suing, Dwayne Washington, C.J. Walker, Kyle Young, those guys have to really perform uh, well for us on a night-in, night-out basis. Um, and then we need the addition of a, you know, a guy like Justin Arns makes four threes against Notre Dame uh, to help us pull that one out. We had great contributions from some other bench guys, Musa Jallo and other guys. So it's really going to have to be a collective effort um, given how good the Big Ten is. Now, one player who hasn't played yet this season, who obviously came to Ohio State with some buzz after leaving Harvard with some injuries, is Seth Towns. Is there any update on Seth's status as you again are going to kick off Big Ten play this week? No specific update, John, other than what I've said. Uh, It's really a week-to-week progress with him. He's practicing with us. He is practicing, and he's able to go, I think, consistently – uh, he's able to consistently practice, but he's still dealing with, you know, some, some regular knee soreness um, and some, and some discomfort there. Uh, and I think as much as anything, it's going to come down to his level of confidence. Um, you know, I don't want to push him out there until he's confident in his ability, his fitness, his conditioning and his readiness to play. But I don't know when that's going to be. Could it be in December? Could it be in January? Could it be later? At, at this point, I really don't know. You know, Holt, it's different now, and you and I have had many different talks about this over the years, but you have a player like Seth who, again, battled multiple injuries at Harvard, was the best player in the Ivy League when he was healthy, and then he comes as a grad transfer to Ohio State, and he comes at a time, obviously, when he hasn't played competitive basketball in a significant period of time, are the expectations sometimes, not just on players who are coming off injuries, but on players that are coming to a team as a transfer, kind of overblown? Well, I think in his case, and he'll be the first to admit it, uh, I think they they were. Um, and, you know, what I've tried to do is, is protect Seth in a way uh, by sharing – you know, honestly, where he's at in his progress, because I don't think it's fair to him to expect him to be the same kind of player. But I understand, you know, your your whether it's your fan base or or media in general, they think, okay, if he's returning, he can return back to that form, uh, not really knowing the details of of the actual uh, knee injury. So I think it's it's uh, I think he can get there, John. I just don't think it's going to happen as quickly as, as what we all want and, and what he wants. And he realizes this, he's got two years. This is a two year process for him. Um, and he's made progress, real progress. We would all have loved for him to get a couple games under his belt right now. And I think we were all optimistic in the off season that that could happen, but it just hasn't happened. And uh, just like any injury that your team has, has, you got to figure out a way to, to respond to that and as you mentioned make it an opportunity for somebody else and that's what we've tried to do well and that opportunity has kind of found its way into justice suing's lap and he has maximized the opportunity we knew he was a good player when he was at cal why has he been maybe better since he started playing for ohio state you know i think he's 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 this versatile right what you see in so many um leagues now where you have big wings 
that can play multi-positional basketball. Um, he's got to continue to improve his collectively his defense and his effort and his motor, but he's got really um, uh, fast twitch ability. Um, he's got the ability to kind of see things and he can attack in the open floor. He can attack in space. He's shown the ability to shoot the ball. Listen, I think it's an adjustment when you go from a, um, a, a, a league and come to the Big Ten because because last year, I think we had, what, six or seven of the top 20 defenses in the country. Right. Um, so w- when you make that adjustment, John, it's going. He's going to have. He's going to have an adjustment as the level of play steps up. But I've been really pleased with him. He's very coachable. Got a great attitude. And has made great progress. Well, and he's playing with two guys too on the perimeter, and C.J. Walker and Dwayne Washington, who I am going to you know probably associate with a Lou Gehrig reference at some point you know this year because to me for Ohio State to be one of the better teams in the Big Ten, these guys are going to log well in excess of thirty minutes in every game. Why are those two players as Iron Men and logging a big minutes kind of the backbone of the operation this year? Well, they, they, you mentioned it. For us to be good, our, our backcourt has to be good. And when we've struggled this year, um, I think our backcourt has struggled in some of the areas of just overall efficiency offensively. Um, but you, you, you're right. I think they have to be really good. And I think Jimmy Sotos has to continue to, to grow uh, and, and provide some, uh, some support as well as Justin Orange. But you're right. I think those guys – have logged a lot of minutes. They're going to continue to log a lot of minutes. For us to be good, again, our our good players, our talented players that are older, or you know, EJ's case, he's, he's young, but they got to be that force. They have to be that force. And another guy who showed flashes yesterday, who I think, especially in Wednesday's game against Purdue, because of their size, that could be a critical piece for Ohio State is, you know, one of your freshman big men, Zed Key, who had a double-double. You look at this guy, and he looks like a Big Ten post player. In matchups like Purdue this week, or in matchups like North Carolina, two teams that have massive front courts, how big of a guy is Zed Key going to be? Well, he's going to be critical, as are all of our big guys. And obviously... Um, with with the potential of EJ being out, it it makes Zed's role even even more important. And you know, as I mentioned yesterday, Kyle Young continues to kind of battle some, you know, just some soreness in his legs. So I think um, uh, Zed becomes this really really important uh, uh, piece for us and an important player. And you saw yesterday kind of the impact that he can make. Granted, the competitions going to be much different this week and the size and length of uh, of these guys are going to be much different but uh, uh man was he critical he's had some really good moments for us as a freshman john as has gene brown both guys have had really good moments for us ohio state head coach chris holtman joined the college Today podcast with john rothstein you know holt i was watching the game last week against notre dame and you guys had an unbelievable comeback to win and i thought back to a game you had when you were coaching Butler when Roosevelt Jones was on the team at Georgetown and you found a way to win a close game on the final possession. And I was thinking, your teams have always been so good in close games. Why is that? I appreciate you saying that, John. I, I think we've had we've had um, really good players that have been able to close out games. Um, and then I think there is a poise necessary uh, late in games. And... Um, 
you know, I, that Notre Dame, Notre Dame game was interesting because uh, Mike's such a tremendous coach, and I reflected back to um, uh, coaching that team with Roosevelt Jones and us having a chance to go to the Sweet 16 and Notre Dame beating us in overtime. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you always reflect on the losses, right, and the close yeah. losses um, more so than the wins. But, you know, I appreciate you saying that. I think we've, we've had a um, – a poise about us typically late that it's been good guys have, you know, you look at a guy like CJ Walker, he shot, he shot really well from the free throw line, been able to close out games for us at the free throw line and guys have been able to make plays and, and hopefully we'll continue to do that. And our teams will continue to do that. You know, we talk about obviously, you know, things that have happened in the past and obviously, you know, we're always looking forward, but you think about how the journey in college basketball always kind of evolves year after year you know, I know that you're always somebody who's focused on the next task and obviously the next thing that's obviously on your spreadsheet and the next bullet point you have to deal with. But, you know, it wasn't long ago that you were an assistant at Butler and now you're coaching again at Ohio State with a top 25 caliber team in the Big Ten in a year where the Big Ten could be better than it's ever been. And then a couple of days later, you're going to coach on CBS against North Carolina. Even though you're always focused on the next task at hand, does Chris Holtman, whether he's going for a workout or driving to and from work, ever stop and think how far you've come in such a short period of time? Not enough, John. Not, not enough, and uh, that's the that's the really the, the downfall I think of those of us that are in this business and <laughs> and sometimes carry the anxiety and the stress of the job with us on a day to day basis. Not enough, but I, I, there are times where I reflect back and I'm just incredibly grateful for, like I'm really grateful for the coaches that I work have worked alongside that my, my assistants at Gardner Webb, you know, yep. guys like. You know Jay McCauley and Mike Netty and Takeo Siddle, uh, and and then the guys that worked alongside that first interim year at at Butler. You know where you have Michael Lewis, Terry Johnson, uh, Emerson Camp, and Brandon Crone, guys that just have have really been able to uh, help us uh, grow as a as a program, and then our staff here. So I do think you you reflect back on your players um, and your and your staff that have helped you in, you know, helped you get to this moment because you don't do it alone. You don't get there clearly alone. And um, certainly we had to be prepared. I had to be prepared as a coach to be able to perform uh, when, when my number was called. And that's what I challenge young coaches with. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. Don't compare your path to somebody else's path. Just try to maximize who you are. Uh, on a day-to-day basis, and if the opportunity comes, you'll be ready for that. And we've tried to do that, and we've tried to preach that with our players. We've got a long ways to go, but long answer to your question, I don't reflect on it enough, and I think it's a byproduct of just the overwhelming kind of anxiety that comes with a position like this. Final thing, Holt, you know, we're obviously dealing with a global pandemic. You know, we pray every day that we're getting closer to the other side, but, you know, we're dealing with you know, obviously COVID, you're dealing with it every day as a coach. We had a, you know, a scary moment on Saturday as a young man in the Florida, Florida State game, Keontae Johnson, you know, collapsed and was taken to a hospital and we send our prayers to that program and his family. But coaches are always, you know, thinking about, I want to get to a final four. I want to win a national championship. I want to get this recruit. Have the circumstances in the world 
change the mindset of a coach that day to day there's a greater appreciation for just getting to practice and being able to take part in this vocation than there was before? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, it's a great question. I, I think the months off, John, I'm sure you felt the same way. The, the, the months off from right your, your daily grind, you know how the season goes. You end yep. your season in March or if you're lucky enough, April, and then you are right into spring recruiting and travel and official visits and unofficial visits and recruiting transfers and graduate transfers and figuring out what your roster is going to be. And some of that still had to take place, certainly over Zoom or over the phone. But I think what the months did is it allowed you to appreciate the young men in your program, the young men you get to coach, the people you get to be around, and the job that you have. If there's one thing that I've thought back and reflected on, and it's sometimes last night where you're stressing about how your team's performing and playing, you lose sight of this. Um, but I, you know, I've been really grateful to have a job that I love to go to every day. I think you, you know, you feel the same way. You yep. love your job. Uh, it's clear in how passionate you are about it, and you appreciate the fact that we get to do a job right now when not everybody is in the same situation as, as we are. A lot of people lost their jobs during the pandemic or or are struggling to, to find a situation. So I think it's incumbent upon all of us to be grateful for that opportunity and obviously to help uh, those uh, right now that are struggling. Well, we appreciate a couple minutes. Know how busy you are. Know obviously you have a big week of preparation. So uh, stay safe. Look forward to staying connected as always. And uh, good luck preparing for that Williams-ED combo. I appreciate it. Thanks. We'd like to thank Ohio State's Chris Altman for joining us in the College Hoops Day podcast with John Rothstein. want to remind you to subscribe to the College Hoops Day podcast with John Rothstein on Apple Podcasts. We want to be your Bible for the college basketball season and beyond. We're the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Also want to remind you to check out the College Hoops Today fan page on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a review. Let us know what you think of the product we're bringing to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. And also a reminder to find and listen to the College Hoops Day podcast on all the popular podcast platforms and before we get to our social media portion of the program the holidays are non-stop there's always another errand to run another task to cross off your list and always something you forgot at the store but you can't forget to stop and reset every now and then and as long as you're going to the store grab some Coors Light it's mountain cold refreshment made to chill you can tell by the new packaging the clear skies above the iconic Coors Light mountains now turn blue when your beer is as cold as the Rockies and ready to drink it's a new look, but the same ice-cold refreshment you depend on. I love the crisp, refreshing taste that comes from being cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. When they say it's made to chill, they're not kidding. All that chill makes the perfect beer for when I need to take a moment, sit back, relax, maybe catch a game or two on TV. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Please celebrate responsibly. And now time for our social media portion of the College Hoops Day podcast with John Rothstein. Send me your questions on Twitter. I'm at John Rothstein. That's John, J-O-N. And our first question comes from Ryan Eaton. And it's John, where will Indiana finish in the Big Ten? You know, Ryan, I've been really impressed with Indiana out of the gate. Felt like the Hoosiers were good enough to win at Florida State last week. I think this is Archie Miller's best team 
team at Indiana. The question is, what does that mean in this year's Big Ten? I expect Indiana to finish in the top seven or eight of that conference, though, which is as deep of a conference as I've seen so far in college basketball in a long, long time. Our next question comes from Dan Allison. It's John, Arizona State contenders or pretenders? Arizona State is going to have a chance to beat anybody it plays on a given night because of the firepower it has on the perimeter. But the interior defense remains a major question since this team lost Romello White. Jeremiah Robinson Earl dominated the Sun Devils in the paint when they played at Mohegan Sun. Obviously, we also saw Nathan Mensah do the same thing when San Diego State beat Arizona State last week. Interior defense, a major, major question for Arizona State. Our next question comes from Tyler Abbottman. It's John, thoughts on Illinois' non-conference performance so far at 4-2. and two. Illinois is a team that has all the requisites to play deep into the NCAA tournament. There's no doubt about that. I would like to see a little bit more of a balanced attack. Io DeSumo had a big offensive game on Saturday night against Missouri he's obviously you know going to be a first team All-American you know obviously going to be you know one of the best players in the country this year I would like to see more out of Adam Miller I would like to see more out of other guys around the sumo and Cobra and I'll tell you what the guy that I think is going to become quickly a cult hero in Champagne is Andre Corbello. If Andre Corbello stays the course in college basketball and withstands the test of time, this is a player, in my opinion, that has all-American type potential. And five good nuggets are being brought to you this week by MyBookie. It's the most wonderful time of the year that can't end soon enough. We all deserve a win. We all deserve a little extra money in our pocket. And we all deserve to have a little fun. The only place you're guaranteed to get all three is MyBookie. They're the only sports book that doesn't care whether you were naughty or nice this year. They've got gifts for everyone. Bet NFL, NBA, all your favorite college sports and more. Sign up today and receive the ultimate stocking stuffer. A 50% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. That's a great place to start but we all know christmas is about what's under the tree and at my bookie that means huge deposit bonuses epic giveaways and free contests it's simple sign up enter promo code rothstein and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks head over to my bookie to make the most of the holidays this year and strut into 2021 with cash in your pocket this winter bet with the best bet with my bookie now let's get to those nuggets Five good nuggets. Five. Five. Six. No, five. But you were close. Nugget number one set in the table. West Virginia point guard Miles McBride has a combined 22 assists to just four turnovers in West Virginia's last four games. He has already taken a major jump from his freshman to sophomore season. Nugget number two, depth is Bruin. UCLA's greatest strength may be its overall depth. Nine different players on the Bruins roster are averaging 12.8 minutes or more. Nugget number three, the Hunter mindset. How about Hunter Dickinson living up to the hype for Michigan? Through six games, the seven-foot freshman is averaging 15. points, 7.3 rebounds, and 1.7 blocks. Nugget number four, getting defensive. San Diego State is holding their opponents to just 57 points a game, and the opponents are just shooting 37.5% from the field and 32.5 from three. Nugget number five, no help from the Cats. Richmond is not getting any mileage right now out of that Kentucky win at Rupp Arena. Chris Mooney and company thought like they obviously had a win that would hold a lot of weight all the way to Selection Sunday. The more Kentucky loses, the more it hurts Richmond's chances of putting together a quality resume for the NCAA tournament. Now, let's get to some games to watch. Games to watch. 
to watch. Tuesday, two unlikely ACC success stories early in the season. Clemson is at Virginia Tech. Wednesday, Ohio State at Purdue. Butler at Villanova and Duke at Notre Dame. How will the Blue Devils respond? And then Thursday, it's a Big 12 heavyweight matchup as Kansas opens league play at Texas Tech. We'd like to thank Ohio State head coach Chris Holtman for joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. This was the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein.